0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. What is up and welcome everybody to Believe in the Cowboys. I'm Jeff Kavanaugh alongside former Cowboys wide receiver Jesse Hawley. <laughs> it's nice to see you guys. Yeah, Cowboys OTAs to talk about all sorts of stuff, including Micah Parsons, Tyler Smith. You know the guys that you guys care about. And that's what we're gonna do. Uh, but good morning slash good afternoon slash whatever time people view or listen to this, Jesse Holly. How are you, sir?
0: I'm I'm well today. Uh, today I'm 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 uh, I'm doing well. It's Friday. Um, yeah, the sun is shining. I mopped the hell out of my floors. I'm telling you, I put the dogs up and I got the, I got to it. I got to it. Like I really got like. You know what I mean? And and I'm a I'm probably this is probably wrong. And I I know that there's like Twitter, uh, uh, YouTube scientists that's going to say this is wrong. But I'm a I'm a pine saw bleach combo. Okay. You know, I go pine saw bleach. And then every now and again, like back in the day, my grandmother, used to do uh, fabuloso. Okay. I go I go hard with the pine saw. You know, I I go I go three fourth pine saw little bit of bleach, you know, hot water. I got the good mop with the yeah. spinning thing on it. Yeah. Bop, 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 bop. I'm hitting that thing like Mr. Clean.
1: So you have a real life mop, like I have a Swiffer, and you go st- 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 and then you push it.
0: <clears throat> yeah, no, no, I have a real like my Swiffer. I do that like uh, I do that kind of intermittently. You know okay, but
1: you're going deep.
0: Your you're going deep clean. Yeah, 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 yeah. I lift up all the blinds, open the windows, you know, get the fresh air in there, and I.
1: Mm-hmm. Bop, 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 bop. That yeah. there you go there's your uh, really important cowboy topics of the day hey let's talk about micah parsons in just a second but before we do it's an
0: app money to tell,
1: yeah. yeah i gotta tell you guys about our partners at bet online they continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info you can get all the latest odds news sports developments including the nba finals nhl conference finals major league baseball fighting news next season's nfl futures Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign in today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. And thank you to our homie Kilgore in the super chat, getting things rocking.
0: Let's go, Kilgore. Love you. Appreciate you.
1: All right, we need to talk about Micah Parsons and or Tyler Smith, and if you want to combine them, we can combine them. Which one do you want to talk about first?
0: Let's go with the Alpha first. Let's go with the Alpha, dog. Oh, Tyler Smith? No.
1: Oh. Oh, Micah?
0: Micah.
1: (laughs) I saw people getting really excited about, because Micah was talking about Tyler Smith, because people pointed out that they did a one-on-one pass rush rep, and he was able to block him. And so, like, now the world is getting real excited about Tyler Smith. And I'll tell you, I will put a little bit of stock into – Bobby Belt has seen, been out there for three different days of OTAs, and he was of the opinion that, hey, you know what? I'm optimistic. This looks like he can be a good player as a rookie. So I'll take that little bit of optimism from him, uh, and I will accept that. But Parsons
0: – No, no, no. We're on Tyler Smith. We're staying on Tyler Smith. I did we're, it. I did it. I did yeah, it. I accidentally put
1: us on Tyler Smith first. Yeah,
0: no, we're here. We're here. We're going Tyler Smith early, and, and um, I'm bringing the hate out early. Oh the-
1: god, hater
0: Holly already? I'm coming out the gates with the hate. I was gonna hold this off oh. a little bit longer, but I'm coming out the gate with the hate. Right? Thanks for out- tuning
1: in, everybody. I'll see yeah. you next week.
0: Out the gate with the hate. And and here's my thing: it's not real hate. It's 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 pre-I was about to say something. I shouldn't have said it's 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 the pre that we get so excited about football being back and OTAs being back. The one thing that I take very little, 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 little stock in is anything that has to do with interior, anything in OTAs, because there's no pads. And that matters. It matters when you don't have pads on. It matters when you're not really full go, because. You just don't get the full effect in the interior. When you're talking about linebackers rushing, linemen, defensive end, because you just don't get the full effect. So when they go, Oh, Tyler Smith, Stonewall, Micah Parsons. I'm like, they're in helmets and jerseys. Or they have helmets and shells on. You know, so I, I just I, I always take very little stock with things that happen in the interior. Now, skill positions, right? Like covering, being able to stay with the man that doesn't matter. Like that doesn't matter whether you have uniform on or not uniform on. Like be, if a guy shakes at the line of scrimmage, he gets you at the line of scrimmage. If a guy intercepts the pass, intercepts the pass. But when you're talking about the physical brute strength and the, and the, and the, and the kahunas that are dropped in that interior, right. When you're rushing and and you're giving, uh you know, all those things. It's, it's different. It's different because at no point in time is Tyler Smith. Ever worried about the power part of Micah Parsons? Because Micah's never going to take his head and just put it into his chest and drive him eight yards back into the quarterback's lap. So there, there there's certain things that I just look at. Um, you know, I, I look at and I go interior-wise, is he lining up correct? You know, does his footwork look well? Can he can he move? Does he understand assignments? But when you start talking about just, you know, he's dominating, he's doing this. I'm like, ain't no pads on homie. You ain't, you ain't worried about, you're not worried about that other man really trying to destroy you. Well, he also
1: like the first rep that Tyler Smith took at tackle, he got beat by Dorrance Armstrong. So it's like you gravitate towards the big names and towards the positive positive. and hi to Vach. Vach Lombardi's in the chat. Everybody make sure you are following him. That's my guy. Lombardi. I love you, Devotch. Um, no, and I think it goes back to, like, even training camp. This is OTAs, which obviously you can put less stock in than training camp because of the no pads. But even training camp, we'll watch. And yeah, I remember, like, Malik Collins was looking good in camp and, like, all these different things that you can look good in a one-on-one setting. You can look good in whatever. Uh, and honestly, there's not a lot of stock to be put in any of it until you play 11-on-11 in full pads and show what you have consistently. But it's football. So whatever happened, like, that's it. That's what we're going to talk. We are going to do a show. So it's like, okay, what happened in OTAs? And I think at least the words after practice that you're getting from coaches. And again, these are all things where it's like, you can put this much stock in it, but it's something. When you hear people talking very positively about Tyler Smith after practice with the coaches, and they talked about how, you know what? A little more comfortable at guard right now, but has played tackle, did play some tackle in practice and just like, They're just the words that you're always going to hear, but they're the positive words that we got to hear. So, you get it. There you go. Micah Parsons is about to win Defensive Player of the Year just because that's how good he is. Hell, he could have won it last year. But, Jesse, you can speak to this as a dude who – now, I guess it's different when you're – on the roster and special teams and whatnot versus the best player on the team. Yeah, but but the dynamic of how different you can be, like with your position group or with your side of the ball. And like Micah Parsons already sounds like like he's talking about Tank Lawrence almost like like he's helping Tank. Like Tank might look up to him where he's just like, oh yeah, I want Tank to get back to whatever. And I want Tank. Like he's he's not worried about leading or no matter who you are. Micah Parsons is like, yeah, I'm kind of the best guy here. I'll lead us.
0: You know you know what I hear? I, I hear I hear the bona fide. I, I, I've, I don't know if there's the baton or the torch or whatever, but I don't even know if it was passed. I don't even know if it was passed. I think it was Took just it. taken. Yeah. I think it was just taken. Like, you know what? Like, And he's speaking from a sense of a place of, this is really my defense. Like, I get it, Tank. You've been here for a while, but this is my defense. And I, I – I, I love the way that Micah Parsons speaks in such matter of fact. I love in which the confidence, you can call it confidence, arrogance, cockiness, whatever you want, whatever you want to call it. I like it. I like it a lot. And, you know, he's basically saying like, hey, you know, listen, whatever tank, whatever you did before. Cool. Great. You know, I want the best for you and your family. And I want you to go out here and do. But I'm the dog here. And whatever you think you're going to get, I'm just going to double it. So if 10 is the number, and he kind of like, eh, if 10 is your number, starting defensive end, if that's your number, starting who plays 100% of the snaps at defensive end, if 10 is your number, hard time defensive end on me. Uh-oh.
1: Hang in there, Internet. Hang in there, Internet. Down goes Jesse Holly. Jesse, if you can hear me, you should just... Reopen the email with the invite link and just click it again. Meantime, I'll hang out with the chat. I'll just hang out with the audience. Uh, I'm going to kick you out of the room. Bow. Um, yeah. See, that's, what, oh no, then I need to switch it to the, let me just leave him glued on, glued and stuck. Yeah. See, everybody said, everybody thinks that's, that's, that's what happens when you're hating. You do too much hating, you get stuck on the screen like that. That's what happens. Uh, I love Micah Parsons. After hearing about the wide receivers and the OTAs, how foolish should we feel about buying that semi-jersey from Vance? That is actually the next thing that we were going to talk about as my screen gets wild on me. Uh, The wide receivers were next. Let me just clicking through random things. Uh, Wide receivers were next on the docket. But I do want to point out that, yeah, Micah Parsons is, uh, God, what he did as a part-time pass rusher is incredible. He's going to win defensive player of the year. He's going to, although Aaron Donald still exists. It doesn't matter. Micah Parsons is going to be the best defensive player in football. God, who was so wrong about him when he was drafted? <laughs> Weirdos. Um, don't buy a semi-jersey, okay? What's happening right now with the Cowboys is Michael Gallup is not practicing. Jalen Tolbert is not practicing. James Washington is not practicing. On Facebook, Sean asks, do you think Simi's going to be on our team this year? That, if you have a semi question, I think is the question is semi going to make the team day, three picks aren't guaranteed to be on your team and day three picks a year later, definitely aren't guaranteed to be on your team. So for semi, it's a matter of who is going to be like Noah Brown, I think is going to be on your team. So that's five. And then right now, I guess Simi and Vasher are the guys who are getting a bunch of reps because you have so many guys out. Question is, are they going to keep six wide receivers and who would the sixth wide receiver be? That's what Simi's battling for. Don't you buy a Simi jersey. Don't do it. Don't do it. Is Bohana safe? No. No, he's not. I'm texting Jesse Holly. No, I mean, we can pull up the roster. Bohana, I don't think is safe, but I think he'll make the team. You have to look at the depth. Let's see. Dallas Cowboys football team. Your D tackles are going to be... All right, Bohana, Neville Gallimore, Osa... You know what? He probably is. Ohana probably is safe. Because they're going to keep at least four interior guys. And Gallimore, Osa. Well, you could have, what if you had Carlos Watkins and John Ridgway makes it over him? So no, not for sure. But I think he's got a decent chance. Would you swap out Tyler for Tyron right now due to health issues? No. No, I would not. Hey, look, it's Jesse Holly. Hey, what's up, man? I don't
0: know what happened.
1: <laughs> you crapped out. Um, I already talked about wide receivers, but you, but I know you have takes. You, the chat decided that you got booted for hating. Uh, the the okay. internet froze up for some hating. So right now in camp, the wide receivers that are basically running is CeeDee Lamb, TJ Vasher, and Simi Fihoko. So is that... Is that why you're do you have anything to hate on there, Jesse? Or can you just wait for people to get healthy and practice?
0: Um I mean, we're we're looking at this is the depth of this team, right?
1: Yes, they are. If you like, but they're down in theory, wide receiver 234 right now, which that's a lot. Gallup, Tolbert, Washington not practicing. I mean, I feel a lot better if they were, but you got plenty of time. I'm not too worried about that. I'm not too worried, but if you have everybody, you're fine. Uh, I guess, how many teams feel good about well, wide receiver five, six, seven? Like, I don't know.
0: I just, I just, I look at a situation where Michael Gallup is coming off an injury. So you're going to miss him at least probably three games at the start of the season, right?
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: So now you're going to be running Tobert, CD, and Washington out there.
1: Which like, I you- don't love
0: you don't have any room for error, right? You don't have any room for an ankle. You don't have any room for a hammy. You don't have any room for a shoulder. And so uh, these are the things when you're you're looking around the league, and I I forgot who I was talking to about about a week ago, about adding veteran um, pieces. And, And this would be a good time to go and add a veteran piece, someone who's not going to require starting, you know, Minutes. Who oh, knows? I was wondering
1: if you were ready to go after um, Odell Beckham or Julio Jones.
0: No, that's that's no 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 no. no. You gotta I have won. Won. I'm not gonna lie, I would have loved to have Jarvis Landry. Yeah. I would have loved that.
1: I, I hate that the Cowboys don't do enough stuff down the field, and I feel like Jarvis Landry is the king of the three yard catch. And I love what he brings to a team. I just I need somebody to run down the damn field.
0: What I would have loved for Jarvis Landry is uh, Dak needs a route runner, I
1: and think. then you want to push, and you want CD to play outside
0: uh, all the time.
1: So you could have Jarvis in the slot.
0: I have Jarvis in the slot, and then CD and and Gallup and Washington. You got stress the field, and you you know between tight end and a guy like Jarvis Landry, you have your safety valve, and you have your kind of almost shorthanded, uh, you know, good route runners eats up space understands concepts that's that's just that that steady Eddie guy that will always get you eight ten twelve yards when you need it the most can break a big play while your other your other young guys are doing what they need to do
1: yeah so I I just it is interesting I do think that this is it's a terrifying look when you just it's like hey let's read about what happened at Cowboys practice and it's like well the starting offense featured T.J. Vasher and Simi Fihoko. I'm like, jeez, like two dudes who might not make the team are currently starting at practice, but it's fine. It's OTAs.
0: Now the plus it's- is the plus is is that reps. Reps are always important in any position, young, old, whoever. If you're getting the reps, and they're getting the reps with the first team offense, they're getting the reps with the first team quarterback. It'd be a seed- lot
1: cooler if Jalen Tolbert was getting first team reps to get I'm- ready.
0: I would love that as well, but if you're if you're looking at it, I mean, one of those guys is going to make this football team.
1: Uh, one of them will probably be the yeah the sixth wide receiver.
0: One of these guys is going to make this football team. One of these guys are going to help have to help you at some point in time, uh, in this year. We hope not a lot, but now is a great time to get them kind of into the offense. And the, and the thing that I like when you hear guys like T.J. Vasher and you hear guys like Semi Fuhoku. Um, like, I don't want to hear that these guys don't know the lineup at though. So when you hear that, like, how, wait, how, how do you guys not know what a lineup at? Like, because
1: it's, because you have to work at that stuff, man. I was bad at that, in Abilene because I was drinking too much and not
0: reading. Not books. year two, not year two in the offense.
1: No, no, no. Not year no. two
0: in the offense. Not as year often. 20, yeah, rookie rookie year, absolutely. Freshman year, absolutely. You're, you're figuring out. Your, But when you had a chance to sit with that playbook for a year, practice through that playbook for a year, come to OTAs, and this is your time of looking for, you know, looking for an opportunity, the least of your worries should be where to line up at. That that, that should not be in OTAs.
1: Don't judge my, these are, anybody who doesn't know how to line up or where to line up, those are my people, okay? The people (laughs) who studied the playbook real hard, those are your people. Don't judge my people, okay? (laughs) Some of us just, you know, aren't real awesome at a lot of things. Hey, William, thanks for the super chat. Micah Parsons said he got a great piece of advice from Lyle Collins when he was here about pass rushing. And he said, it was, you gotta have, you there's gotta be something they fear. Mm -hmm. And like, he went into it for him. He's like, it's my speed. But then he said, and they fear my power. And I was like, yeah, they fear everything because you're one of the best players in football. You're a monster. And you asked the question in the text, what, do teams fear about the Cowboys?
0: Yeah, because Micah said... Every- my, my
1: first response is actually Micah Parsons. That's the first thing I think of. And I think the answer needs to be Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb. Like, that has to be the answer when you get to the end of the year if you want to be who we want them to be. Uh, but in my mind, when I think about it, my only answer is really Micah Parsons.
0: And, and to me, that's, that's, the, that's a problem.
1: Because they don't like think about this. Trayvon Diggs had 11 picks, and still, I don't think people fear him. People knew what they were getting when they threw they at him. They still knew going it was happening. Huh? They were still going at him. Right. That's they what I'm still saying. Still they don't fear him. They, they knew he was a high risk, high reward. But quarterbacks are like, yeah, sure, I'll go out there, no problem. Like Parsons, people fear, and the Cowboys have to establish early in this year yeah. that you fear Dak Prescott, Ceedee Lamb, and their passing game. You have to establish that. Because nobody fears their offensive line. Biadish at center and rookie left guard. Uh, Terrence Steele at right tag. Nobody fears your offensive line. Tank's a good player. Nobody fears your defensive line. Your D tackles are just guys until proven otherwise. Nobody fears your safeties. Shout out to Malik Hooker getting a pick in practice. But Malik Hooker, J-Ron I don't think people fear in game plan for that, even though J-Ron had a really good year last year. I think the only answer is Micah Parsons. Maybe if he got the ball a billion times, the answer could be Tony Pollard. but that's not going to happen
0: and 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 I asked the question because as we're building and growing towards the season, you you start looking around the league and if I think are- there's
1: a good chance one of the answers is c d lamb. It has not been established yet, but I think that is one of the things that is, as Jerry Jones would say, on the come. Is Ceedee Lamb will be somebody that people fear.
0: What by what week?
1: Oh, pretty quick. I think it'll be out of the gate. I think I don't when think you don't we, when you don't have well, yeah when you don't have Gallup and it'll be like Ceedee's gonna get a ton of targets. Schultz is gonna get a ton of targets. And if they don't, then we'll just be like, holy crap, something between Kellen and Dak is wrong. Like, you cannot allow, when you're down to, assuming in week one it's CeeDee Lamb, James Washington, and Jalen Tolbert, if CeeDee doesn't have 14, 15 targets, I don't give a damn what defense they're running. You figure out what you're going to do to get him the ball.
0: I hear what you're saying. And in theory, that sounds great. It really does. It, it really does. In theory, it sounds great that, hey, we're gonna give them the ball. We're gonna force them the ball. This is this is what this is what's going to be. They yeah.
1: They definitely didn't do that last year with their best players.
0: Exactly. So so history says that they don't even do this with their best players, and then now and, and I, I I feel like I'm beating a dead horse when I'm constantly blowing the trumpet on the loss of Amari Cooper and how how great that's going to be. Like, that's going to be a great, great loss when you're in the grand scheme of how our offense is going to be run and impacted.
1: And if it is, the Cowboys got to be skewered for that because I'm kind of front office defender when it comes to the uh, DFW sports media. But if it turns out that the world is right and you're wrong on Amari Cooper and the world is right and you're wrong on Lyle Collins, whoo. You got rid of two really good players, and you didn't have to. They think you're wrong. That's what they think. Who are they? Jerry and Steven Jones, I would imagine. I don't know how much <laughs> say the coaching staff would have. Hell, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if Dak was quite all right with Amari being gone. I'm just going to put that out there.
0: Oh, you, you, now, you can't, you can't put that out there and not elaborate on that.
1: So Dak has, like, for whatever you think about whatever shortcomings Dak has, one of them is not preparation, work ethic, leadership, right? Like Dak built a freaking football field in the backyard. Dudes are over there all the time trying to get that work in. Like Dak, if you let him, will work really hard 350 days a year. Amari Cooper's body won't let him. So I wouldn't be surprised if Dak was more comfortable with the guys who can not only practice every day, But can come to the house every day. And it's like Coop, I feel like he's there on Sunday and he's a good player, but I'm good with the guys I've got reps and rhythm with. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying.
0: So
1: you're hating on Coop? Is that what
0: you're doing? A little little bit of hating on Coop. Yeah. I'm rubbing
1: off on him. I'm rubbing off on him. No, I'm just loving on Dak. My quarterback knows what he wants and he went and got what he wants. Vance said, let's be real. What can this team do to not make us. Think of this as a lame duck year. Go win the Super Bowl. Got a bunch, they got a bunch of money. They got a bunch of cap space now. Lyle Collins' money's freed up. If you guys want to go sign somebody, but they don't. They'll roll that money into next year. Just get ready for that. And then they'll lowball Trayvon Diggs. And they'll lowball CeeDee Lamb. And then they'll start talking bad about him. And eventually, after six years, they'll have to overpay them all to keep them because they're trying to win the negotiation. But don't worry about all that stuff. Don't worry about it. I have nothing else pressing today on this show presented by Bet Online, but Jesse, I feel like you might because we lost a former cowboy that was a teammate of yours. And so I thought, hey, tell me about it.
0: Yeah, not only um, you know, rest in peace to um not only my teammate, but my good friend, um, Marion Barber. And um I'm gonna try to get through this without being emotional. But that's okay if I do. Damn right is it is. Crying is fine. Emotions are real. Um and, and 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 live with it and um but yeah, um on Wednesday I got the call that that my my good friend is, uh has passed on and the thing that that has been hurting me the most um about the situation is most people no MB. And by the way, I, I know people love saying Marion the Barbarian, right? He hated being called a barbarian. He hated it. He hated it. He hated it.
1: Well, it's badass.
0: With passion. He hated it with a passion. Um, But the I hope on the day that I I, I transition that people are able to talk about me Past football. And we all know what he was as a football player, but a lot of the fans and people don't know who he was as a man. When I tell you, he was one of the most selfless, generous, giving humans you will ever meet. Like we hear the term, you know, give the shirt off your back. Like I've watched Marion literally do that give the shirt off his back. When I first came to the Cowboys, um, he was one of the first people to even speak to me. Um, And there was a lot of kind of like, who is this guy? You know, and the first thing he said to me, he was like, he said, oh, he said, he said, oh, what's up, my brethren, my, 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 my lock hair brethren Mm -hmm. talking about our hair. And I was like, what's up, man? What's going on? He's like, "Uh, you know, who, who is, who do your hair? I was like, I don't know, I don't have nobody yet. He's like, I got you. I got girl, do my hair. I'm, a, I'm gonna hook you up. First thing he said to me, you know, and 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 he was just like, I got you. I'm gonna find somebody. I know somebody's gonna do our hair. I got you. Um, and then it just, just to watch him over time, the way that he practiced, like he was a guy who practiced hard, showed up every day, was available every day. Um, but just off the field, we we um, we went to uh, my 28th birthday. My birthday is in January, January 8th. So of course, Cowboy season usually ends early January. Sir, <laughs> sir. Sorry. I'm sorry. And so after the season, guys usually go on like a fellas trip or somewhere just to kind of blow off some steam. And so we go to Vegas, they're going to Vegas. And I kind of just like insert myself. I'm like, right, I'm on a roll too. And he's like, um, he's like, uh, Holly Grove. Uh, just get to Vegas, I got you. So I'm like, now mind you, I'm looking at the situation and I'm like, I'm good. Like, I make I made some good money this year. I'm I'm oh just you're on the
1: league minimum money. You need help.
0: I'm good. I'm like at that time a plane ticket to Vegas was like $179, you know. And so he's like, he's like, listen, man, just get to Vegas, I got you. So I said, okay. So I get to Vegas, I land in Vegas. Um, when I come out, there's a guy holding a sign up. Jesse Holly on the sign. I'm like, I've never had that happen to me before. It's a limo outside. We go, we're staying at, I believe we're staying at the Bellagio. We get there, and he's like, bro, you all set up. You ready to go? And uh, at the time, I was really good friends with Manny Johnson. Manny Johnson that came. He's like, yo, I got, I got you and Manny. Yeah, I got a three bedroom suite. So we had a three bedroom suite, and we went and we had a great time. And so we go out to the club that night, and he's like, man, what you drinking? I'm like, well, I don't, I don't do hard liquor or anything like that. And he's like, nah, nah, you gotta have something to drink. Blah, blah. And I'm like, right, champagne. Let's go with some rosé. He tells the wait the, the the bottle service lady. He's like, listen for the rest of the night, tonight's his birthday, if his bottle gets half empty, you bring him another one. And so all night long, he is just, she just keeps bringing me these bottles of rosé. I don't know how much it cost, but she just, to the point where I was just like, I'm like, hey, can you bring me some glasses? I was pouring glasses and, and giving it to everybody else.
1: Well, yeah, you don't drink, you don't drink much.
0: Right, so I'm like, after a, a, a glass or two, I'm like, here, y'all have this. Y'all have it. Y'all have it. And that's just the kind of person that he was, man. And I, and it, and it, I hated that he died alone. Um, and he was suffering uh, for some mental health uh, and some other issues that I won't, I won't get into. Um, but, man, um, I miss him. He was a great dude, man. He was a great teammate. He was an even better human being. And, uh, and he's resting in heavenly peace for sure. Um, I do know that. So, uh, rest in peace to my good friend and my brother, Marion Barber. Thank you. Love it, Jesse.
1: Uh, RIP to Marion Barber. Thank you to everybody who has been a part of this episode, whether on YouTube Twitch, you're going to listen later on the believe network on one of the podcast places, get on it. This is presented by bet online. And remember today as well as every day, you have no idea what anyone is going through. So be cool to everyone. I love you. Bye.